0: Hi everybody! Welcome to another version of the Bruce Singer Podcast. I'm Bruce Singer, your host, and we have a very interesting, interesting, very interesting uh, guest. And first, before we get into that, I'll share with you: I am the CEO and founder of Canada CFOs Inc., which provides fractional CFOs and part-time CFOs to companies and uh, in the Canadian market, and also. Uh, so we, today we got a, a really super super guest that I've been trying to get on the podcast for several months. Okay, finally, we got him. We got it coordinated. Uh, I'm going to show you about Craig Hudson. Craig Hudson is currently the CFO of LumaQ. He's the former CFO of Nix, which, uh, if you read the papers, was uh, the largest female uh, exit in Canadian history. I got that right? History. You got it we're, yeah, we're yeah. Talking, and we're talking over 400 million dollars U.S he's going to share this share some of his some of that story which is outstanding tremendous accomplishment uh Craig is really uh Craig is if you head to the elevator pitch a high growth and operational CFO so very unique uh he's a dad with two kids uh a regular skier and he has a passion for boxing as I guess for fitness and for just a passion thing you know, and which is pretty cool. So, yeah. uh, so, Craig, thank you for coming on the podcast and welcome to the show. My pleasure. Great intro, Bruce. Thank you. All good. We're going to learn a lot. We're going to learn a lot here today. It's going to be very inspiring. So stay tuned. Don't go off the show. Okay. So first, I'm going to start. You, you have an incredible story. And please share it. And from your origins and, and as far back as you want to go. And we'll uh, have a great discussion here
1: sure absolutely and um, so i was born it was a cold wet wednesday when i was that's no, it's probably too far back um uh, i'm from the west coast uh, originally i'm from vancouver uh, so I, I grew up uh from a career perspective i grew up at, at kpmg one of the firms did that thing uh moved over to the uk and i spent a bunch of time there in the uk mostly in the pubs but from a cd perspective it's kpmg that still shows up uh, shows up there uh, that was a that was a, a great time. Great for just, I would recommend to, to anyone, any of the, the younger listeners, just to to move abroad and get that experience of of being outside of your comfort zone and, and really growing. Um, from there, I moved into uh, trans action services, uh, still within KPMG. This was a move back to back to Canada, but into to, to Toronto. This was my my move there. Uh, Tons of, of learning, again, more just how to, how to look at things in a different way outside of, again, the accounting lens, uh, the audit lens anyway. Uh, and then I made my first big, so that was about 10 years at the firm all in. Uh, then I made my first jump out of the firm uh, to Indigo, the, uh, the book company. Um, here I, I moved into, uh, to take over the, the fp and In fact, I was the only fp person on the digital team this is before online was really a big uh, thing for Indigo online was really yep. it was a little tiny department that was across across the street from head office we were kind of the uh, the forgotten, forgotten division <laughs> yeah. but as a result um, I got to uh, as the really one of the only numbers minded persons in that little group I got to do all these analyses and all this work that quite frankly, I had no business doing at the time with my level of experience and I just got to grow in a hurry.
0: Wow!
1: Uh, so that was fantastic. Uh, ended up taking over uh, business intelligence for the larger company. So did that for, uh, for a couple of years. Uh, and then they, they tapped me and said, I mean, you're, you're doing all this, these great insights, Uh, providing all these great insights with your analyses. Now we want you to be the person who actually actions these insights. So they created a new role for me, which was the VP of digital operations uh, for Indigo. Uh, And really what this meant is that I was owning or influencing really everything that was kind of behind the scenes on the website, because you don't want to trust me with anything uh, creative. Um, So that was everything from the supply chain to customer service to uh, the product, and all with kind of the the the, um, the analytics and numbers kind of underlying all of that. So this is kind of what I'm seeing with the numbers, and let's dig in and yeah. let's try to correct and adjust and, and, and whatever that is.
0: You Just made a very important point about the numbers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. Very important distinction. Sorry to interrupt. Keep going. This is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I would say the the. from from a career perspective, that was one of my
1: first big learnings uh, because uh, when you're an accountant, and especially as you're going through audit, your your version of leadership is, I'm a fourth year accountant, so I can lead you the second year accountant because I've done your job before, so I know exactly what you're doing. All of a sudden I'm over at Indigo and I'm owning customer service, I've got a director of customer service reporting into me, and I'm thinking, I've never done customer service before. What value can I possibly add to this director of customer service who's more, far more experienced than I am clearly in this area? So it took a, a lot of sort of hard learning to realize that the value that I bring is actually just that that overriding business knowledge and, and the, the coaching and the getting out, you know, making sure that I'm getting rid of any obstacles that are in their way and letting them do their job. but the leadership is not the, the micromanaging and the I've done your job, but it's actually just the... The, the, the assisting to make sure that the the obstacles are clear so that they your team can do their jobs. Hard learning though took a little while for me to get there. Sure. Um, so that was five years as the VP of Digital Operations at Indigo. Then I decided uh, to to take a uh, to take a risk and join a startup company. It's a company called Lift and Co, which was a technology company in the uh, cannabis space. Uh, i was employee number 15 joining there um, really the first employee with any kind of financial or accounting expertise and this was really my first startup experience uh startups have this uh, sexy aura to them but until you actually work with a startup you you don't realize like really how hard uh the the, the job is there yeah, well, yeah so this was my first you know c-suite title and you know ego ego and like look at me I'm super important i'm doing this you know the big strategy and all of a sudden you know i get to call that you know the internet is down and uh you, you gotta you know phone up rogers to, to to fix it like it's it's a it's a really quick way to get your ego in check when you're when you're at the startup because whatever needs to happen like you do you don't have a team that's doing it there's not a department of like it's just it's you so that was a tremendous experience um there i uh, we grew the company from 15 people to 60. We increased revenues, raised a bunch of money, which was my first time raising money. And again, learned all the, um, all the stuff that you never learn in university about what raising money actually looks like. Uh, and then ultimately took the company public on the venture exchange, Toronto venture exchange. Uh, and then I moved over to, uh, to Nick's uh, and Nix. um, Nix was an incredible, incredible ride. So I moved over um, February of 2020, which, uh, as I'm sure most people are aware, shortly thereafter the world uh, imploded and stopped. So I was about two, three weeks into the job when we uh, when we shut down the the office and everyone started working from home. Um, I had the added uh, fun of not only did we shut the office down on the Thursday, but on the Tuesday, the following Tuesday, my my son, my second child, was born. So I was less than a month into the job in the middle wow. of the pandemic wow. with a brand new uh, newborn.
0: A lot, a lot going on, yeah.
1: a lot going on, uh, yeah. and of course with the with the pandemic, I mean our sales really started to to plummet. And, you know, this was the skies falling, the skies falling. Fortunately for us. Uh, While our sales did start to fall, this was about a two, maybe three-week phenomenon before they started to pick up again. And really, the sales were falling because no one was doing anything other than just watching CNN and trying to figure out what the heck is going on. It's so true, right? Yeah, that's what Um, I was doing.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, Um, and then and then they picked up again. Uh, We we were fortunate to have a product that is still required, regardless of whether you're in a global pandemic or not. Uh, And an approach to selling that product—not even an approach to selling, just a a brand and a company ethos that really matched uh, and and resonated with with uh, everything that was going on, both with the pandemic, but also just all the other um, events that were going on in the world. Uh, And one again that we that we really always had this this uh, the, the value of inclusivity and. Uh, all of this stuff that it, it just it rang as authentic because it, it really was it, it, it was us from the beginning I'm, I'm saying us because I was part of it but I would I would put all of the the credit there to our CEO Joanne who uh, by the way just about two days ago I think won the um, uh, the ENY Entrepreneur of the Year uh, for Canada well deserved
0: that's well well, well look, deserved she look that company she, she set a Canadian's number one women female exit yeah she yeah there was
1: story of so i mean we we uh, based on the success of that first year uh, we we decided to take a take advantage of the opportunity that was that was before us and we raised uh, a series b um which was i mean raising a series b is is a, is a lot of work at the at the best of times um for for anyone that knows the joanna story uh, she was at the time also pregnant with twins, oh, boy. Uh, and I mean, there there is there is a ton of, uh, of of stories that that are, that are out there around just the, the some of the investors that are that were sort of doubting and asking questions around. Well, I mean, are are you really going to be committed after this? But, you know, as a as a mom, and like just just questions that a male as CEO would never ever ever get. Yeah. I, I won't go too far into those because there's there's a ton in there, but more just to say that I mean that it's. Well, sort I think of...
0: the audience could resonate to their Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it
1: it as the oh, yeah. uh, as the the male CFO who's kind of in these meetings and and hearing it. I mean, here I am one at a at a company that that sells. I mean, female undergarments, which as a male I I know very little about, uh, and. And as I learned more and more about them, I realized just how little I, I knew about them in the whole process of, of fit and shopping and experience and, and, and all of that. And then I'm going through the um, the raise process. And again, just as the, I, I don't want to make myself a passive observer here because of course I'm part of the conversations, but just, just seeing some of the reactions that juxtaposing to the money uh, the, the raises that I did at, at Lyft and go with a male CEO and the conversations that happened, just a very different tone that that, that existed for really? some of these conversations really? with a incredibly successful and super capable is the wrong word super uh, incredible uh, CEO at the helm, and she's just getting these these ridiculous questions. So again, there's there's articles out it, out there about it, but it's it's all very true and, and very surprising and disappointing that it existed. Um, anyway, that that the time that was that was the big banner story. That that was the largest. Uh, I think that was the largest raise from a uh, a sole female entrepreneur in Canada. Wow, wow, wow! And then, of course, not to be outdone, uh, but then we uh, a year and a little uh, later on, ultimately sold the company to a strategic buyer, uh, wow. which ultimately became the largest sale. Uh, Of that, I think it was of the sole female entrepreneur in Canadian history.
0: I I guess that's did some of the investors who did invest went like (laughs) hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, was I ever dumb? Was I ever stupid? Like you know, sometimes, sometimes it feels good, you know that. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, yeah. I, I don't think yeah. we ever circled back, nor would we, with sort of a you know, like how, how are you feeling that you missed out on this? But my God, yeah, of course, yeah, missed out, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Maybe tunnel vision. I, I who knows? You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way it works. It awesome. totally- yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so the company sold for excess of 400 million. What? You talked about some of your learnings as this from the CFO lens, what were some of the what were some of the things if you if you can share, you know, don't share anything that's confidential because you know we can be transparent here. That's not it's not the objective of the podcast. But people that are gonna to listen to this podcast are gonna be a lot of them will be people that have a company. Man, I'd love to sell for 400 million. Is there any inspirational quotes uh uh, no trade secrets that really gets you to that gets you that gets you to that because lots of great products out there and great companies how do you how do you how how do you get there how do you how do you what's a learning that you can share
1: i i mean it's 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 a mix and the i guess that one of the constant themes that i have really of of raising money taking one company public and then selling the, the other, there's a bit of a consistent theme of the CEO and the CFO, that they, they form a, a strong tag team, but they play very different roles and both very important roles. Mm-hmm. So the CFO is uh, is there as the trusted person. You wanna make sure that the numbers are right. The investors or potential investors or potential buyers are looking at you just to make sure that everything is working as it should. That depending on where the you know the stage of the company that the uh, the appropriate governance and uh, controls and, and and everything is is in there, and that is absolutely your role. And then the CEO is the storyteller. And uh, this is probably going to go contrary to to what some of the CFO type listeners would, would like to hear, but I, I would I would venture that the CEO's job there is is much harder than the cfo is because it is about telling that yeah. great story that that resonates as true that resonates as authentic that of course is supported by everything that the cfo is telling about the, the numbers themselves as well um i mean that's that's what it is and then i guess the, the second piece, i kind of mentioned authentic there so there's there's the, hey, this is the story that we're telling to the investors. It's a great story and we've got the great numbers. But then at the end of the day, all of that has to be true because you go through that sale process and then you wake up the next morning and you have to deliver upon everything that you've sold, both in terms of the story, both in terms of the numbers, the targets that you set. And so it's, there, there's, there, it, I mean, it's, it's a lot of work uh, behind the scenes, of course, to 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 set this up. To, um, but at the end of the day, it's 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 a telling a story. It's it's telling a very true and authentic story. It's kind of presenting your best self, I guess. It's almost like selling your house. I mean, you you're, you're m- maybe you stage it a little bit, but at the end of the day, you just kind of want to present it as as its best possible self.
0: Of course, but but so- it sounds like with because you know the buyer they do their due diligence and everything. Yep. And basically, it sounds like as a, you as a CFO, as a, it's, it's a company thing, a team, right? Uh, what you say is what you had. It was all, the, tr- the trust was there. The,
1: the, the trust was That's there. The,
0: the trust, because yeah. because the numbers, the due diligence supported, am I right? Everything supported what, what the story was and what the numbers were. And so the trust was there. Obviously, and now the, the, the investors, like I said, are tickled pink, you know what I mean? They... Uh, of course, yeah, of yeah. course, yeah.
1: but yeah, that that that's exactly right, and 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 the trust, I think, is one of the important words there as well, because again, the be, as as one is telling the story, if there's certain facts that come up that start to go against yeah. that story, that start to to create doubt, I mean, that's going to affect you. trust. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So that again is where the CFO's role is really strong is just to make sure that that trust remains strong, that as you as you are delivering the answers to all of these questions, uh, and there's a lot of questions that come through. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And all of them, they, they, again, they, they resonate with the story, that they they maintain that high level of trust and integrity.
0: Well, can I ask, how long does it take from time you – you the whole the whole process of making – is that something you can share? Is it six months, two months, three months, four months? Like the whole process – from your experience, how long does it take that, you know, I don't tell anything. Did someone approach you? Did you actually go out and look for a buyer? Someone approached someone, someone came to you?
1: No. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I can obviously share what I can share, but, um, yeah. One of, one of Joanna's many strengths, um, this is going to sound like I'm one of Joanna's biggest fans, but probably because it's because I am. Uh but one of Joanna's many strengths is that she was really good at, uh, keeping good relationships with uh, with a lot of potential investors and and just great um, great individuals that had sort of reached out to her in the past. So um, we were not looking uh, for a sale, but this this strategic buyer that came to us, uh, they came to us, and there was a pre-existing relationship between them and Joanna.
0: Wow.
1: And it was a uh, it was a strategic. I mean, there was a strategic buyer, obviously, but there was a strategic reason why they wanted to to yeah. uh, invest or or purchase us. So that's where well, that's kind of the, the genesis of, of, of where it came from. In our case, there was because it kind of the, the conversation started um, shortly after we had we had raised uh, our series B, which caused some constraints over uh, um the, the ultimate selling price and, and sort of where we want to take this and how quickly we'd want to sell and if we wanted to sell and all that kind of stuff. So there's probably a little the, the courting process, if you will, was probably a little longer than than, than many. But once it, once it all started rolling, um, I think the whole pro- well, yeah, I was going to say the whole process went quickly, but no, it didn't. I mean it was it was probably six months. Six well, seven months, um, uh, sort of, uh, fits and spurts in terms of uh, course, of, of, course. of work, um, and then in our case, just because of the size of the deal and because of of the industry that we're in, there was also a uh, we had to get wait for clearance on both sides of the border in Canada in the U.S. for for yeah. uh, relevant wow. competition bureaus as well. So,
0: look, congratulations! You know, big congratulations. Yeah. That's hel- that's one heck. That is one heck of an accomplishment, and Thank you. congratulations to you and and the team at Nix and everybody involved and the investors. That that's incredible, really incredible. Thank so, you. Yeah. Let's let's not talk about. So now you now okay, Nix is Nix Nix. So now Lumicu. Yep. Okay. How did that? Cause I know the guys; they're great guys. How how did that come about? There's a, there's more to the story. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Of course. They're always this is, i mean this is, the, the, this is not this is the uh, this is not the end of the journey this the journey keeps going okay exactly exactly so how, so how, I, how does that how does that come out because they're awesome and uh share yeah yeah so I, I i i found out
1: through uh through a friend of mine who's who's also a recruiter but found out that they were uh they they were looking um uh, and i knew the guys uh from before and and really like them. One one of the things when you're joining a startup or high growth uh, company, both in terms of your your enjoyment there, but also the chance of success, it all comes down to the founders and the, the management team. And, yep. and that's one of the hardest things, honestly, to to assess. So with them, I knew them. I liked them. So that was already kind of a nice strong checkbox there. The other was. Uh, as a CPA, I totally get their product. Oh yeah. But beyond that, it um, it, it in in business, and this is this is certainly not a, 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 a rocket science kind of thing to say, but in, in business, that the best ideas are the easiest ones. And in this case, this this was a, a real problem that they were solving for. This wasn't a, a solution in search of a problem but it was, it was a real problem they were solving for. And the solution was pretty darn easy. So I guess for, for any of the users, and hopefully most, given the, the, the target audience to understand what LumarQ is, but what, what it is, is we, uh, at the end of every year, you have your, as CPAs, you've got your professional destination hours that you need to do. Uh, and I, I don't think I'm speaking out of, out of churn and I hope I'm not gonna get disbarred from saying this, but they're a pain in the ass. Uh, to do, no, it, they're it is. They're, they're
0: it's awful. It, and basically, you start panicking in December. And by the way, you get the emails. <laughs> everybody, that's everybody—that's sales season for pd it's, it's 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 this is the, it. December is sales. We, we have
1: it. Yeah, we yeah, have an it. Tra- tra- yeah. and you see, like it's just the yeah. the the. the, the 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 mountain in December of of listening and of sales and like it's, oh, it's yeah. oh yeah 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 I mean as much as we are a very organized and meticulous profession as CPAs when it comes to our own professional designation hours we leave it to the last minute. Yeah we do. For sure. Do. So anyway that our our solution is yeah. we understand that this is painful. So we have developed podcasts. The podcasts uh make it convenient to listen to like like this one, you can listen to it on the go, but also our content is uh, engaging. It's, uh, we get great strong speakers up there. We have the CEO of Nike. I think we've, I think uh, our CEO is talking with the CFO of Google uh, today. Oh, wow. uh, the old CFO of Google. Wow. So I mean, there's some big names on there. There's some interesting topics. We get a four part series on why Target failed in Canada, which is super, super interesting. So you've got engaging content, it's convenient, so it it's just, it really solves that problem. So the, the reason I'm kind of going on about that, other than of course I have the vested interest in the success of a company, yeah, wow. is I, I do genuinely think the company's gonna do well. I, I think that the management team is incredibly strong. I knew the founders from before, so it yeah. kind of has all the ingredients there for, for me in terms of where, I, where I'd like to go next. Here I am,
0: three months Excuse me, but they also make it. Their motto is make a, would make accountants fun. Make what do they say? There's a the motto.
1: Yeah, like I mean, like
0: they like I I think of them as a fun. There's a fun element to this, like because when PD was never fun, they're trying to make it like a fun, make it enjoyable, make it fun, make it interesting. So there is a they got a good they got the marketing is also really phenomenal like great marketing It is, it it's is i mean the, but they back it up with they back it up they, you know? they,
1: they they absolutely do so it's um and and this is i mean again it's I, i've i i'd love to say i was very planful about how i got here but um i've kind of backed into uh becoming sort of this high growth startup cfo but it's something that i really enjoy there there is a awesome. different Skill set around managing that's a nice. high growth company, and and Luma-Q is, is no different. We're, we're we're in that high growth and exciting growth stage, but in there, there is you you have to kind of understand where you want to hit the gas and where you want to sort of throttle the the, the brakes a little bit, and uh, so there's a there's a there's a deftness to it, I guess.
0: Well, wow. that's pretty interesting stuff too. What they're doing, Google, and yeah, it's make accountants cool again. That's the that's the uh, interesting model you yeah, know craig yeah. this is this has been extremely insightful and i want to thank you for coming on and and by the way this podcast qualifies for a half hour of uh, pd perfect <laughs> it does it's verifiable it qualifies you know so oh. uh that's another story i got a lot because <laughs> i do lots of podcasts anyways and you're got some hours so this is all good and, look, I thank you so much for coming on. This has been very, very insightful and really, really inspirational. And and I thank you. And, and look, I wish you all the best at LumiQ and the team of LumiQ for, for for even more success than you had at Nick's. You know what I mean? I it was great. I, I, I more success. It. More yeah, success. I appreciate it. And before we end the podcast, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to share that that's something um, – that we didn't we didn't mention that you feel is important you want to share just in case
1: no no i i I think we've we've covered my my journey off
0: i think it was an incredible journey and like i said extremely inspirational and uh thank you so much and everybody have a wonderful day and we'll see you next time on the bruce singer podcast and all the best bye-bye